Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So the TDs are back in the doll after their summer holiday and high on the agenda is the local government mayor of Limerick Bill 2023. Where have we heard about this before? Yes, we've been debating it quite a bit in recent years on the show. Uh, the bill so far has been met with a mixed response. Here is a comparison that Independent Deputy Richard O'Donoghue made when debating the legislation. Why is the Limerick team so good at hurling? They invested in the infrastructure for the players to make them what they are today. They put in the proper management team and they put all the other services around them and what built into what we have today of four in a row and hopefully we'll have five. And with an eight million euro budget for a directly elected mayor, I'm not going to get much done in Limerick. Right, there you go. Deputy Richard O'Donoghue, well, you've heard his views there pretty clearly, but it obviously has an impact on the wider region as well. A directly elected mayor for Limerick and Clare TD Michael McNamara had this to say. And I've seen how badly served Limerick has been by local government, its own local government and others over the years, more than any other city, more than any other place I know, compared to Clare, compared to Galway, compared to, to, to North Tipperary. I mean, when you look at, at the destruction of medie- the, the medieval city of Limerick that you drive through, if you're coming in from Clare, through at Lunkert, uh, what they've done with Nicholas Street or what they haven't done with Nicholas Street, built a highway up through medieval Limerick instead of pedestrianising. Now, they're pedestrianising George and Limerick, which is built to accommodate traffic. It seems nonsensical to me, but maybe they, they know better. But right, clear, Deputy Michael McNamara. There, so two voices who are less than impressed, uh, certainly in the doll. Um, and uh, speaking of the doll, Sinn Fein deputy for Limerick City, Morris Quinlevin, is with me in the studio. As is D Ryan, who's the chief executive of the business body uh, for Limerick Limerick Chamber, uh, who have uh, views on this as well. And you're both welcome, uh, Morris. Are you worried about this legislation? I'm extremely worried. Um, you, we waited with the, I won't say bated breath, but we waited for this legislation for a long time. Um, we had concerns about what would come out in the final drafting of the bill. Um, you know, there was a report when the, uh, the implementation advisory body did a really good job. Um, good recommendations in that. The Oireachtas Committee on Housing did a good job. Again, with a lot of rep- uh, good proposals in that. None of them seem to have been accepted. I struggle to look at. I look at the bill and I struggle to see anything new that's in the bill. Any new powers that will be developed to the, the new the new mayor, whoever he or she will be. Um, and it's really important. It's not just important for Limerick. I think this has the potential for Limerick to be the driver of the economic um, across the whole of the Midwest region. And there's two things in there. There's two things in this region we have. And Shannon Airport is, is the key, as we all know, to driving economic. Um, growth and stability across the region but a, a directly elected mayor I believe with proper powers would be massive for Limerick for the north or the midwest region and other local authorities like Galway Cork and Waterford would follow us if we were given the powers and resources to do that but unfortunately it's not there. Right. But just based on what you're seeing then in the bill and you mentioned the long run up to it 
What is the difference between the current mayor of Limerick City and County Councillor Ger Mitchell, as it happens, he just happens to be the person in the yeah, role this yeah. year uh, for 12 months, and the directly elected mayor that our listeners are going to be asked to vote for in, we believe, the next nine months? Yeah, I struggle to see any devolved new powers that they exist in mayor, no fairness that exists in mayor and the CEO, any new powers that both of them don't have already contained in this new bill. Now, does it transfer some of the powers that the CEO would all or the chief executive officer would have at the moment to the new mayor and vice versa. Um, but and a lot of people are arguing that's key that yeah. that this fact that it's been transferred from an official to a directly elected mayor for a a, a term of what is it five years or for five years and um, five years come forward as well. Like, um, but the concern I'd have there is we we people went to the polls and voted and remember it was narrowly only narrowly passed in Limerick it was defeated in Cork and Waterford for reason for different reasons people voted for a presumption that we would have a mayor who would have different a different role different powers different whatever and people were led to believe that before the election by government parties they were led to believe that by ministers subsequent to the election when we were looking at the initial drafting of the legislation and the Taoiseach uh, told me in the Dáil debate um, on the floor of the Dáil that um, there was kickbacks from different departments which I assume was local government department, the department of local government and also the department of public expenditure didn't want to devolve powers back to the local local regions um, and as I said if this worked properly in Limerick we, we, it would be replicated across the state Right I think it's a missed opportunity Okay so we're talking to Deputy Morris Quinlivan of Sinn Féin I mentioned D Ryan as the Chief Executive of the Business Body Limerick Chamber is with us as well How worried are you about what Morris is saying this morning about the legislation? Yeah we are quite concerned that what is coming through in the bill and First of all, to acknowledge uh, the work by Minister O'Donnell in getting the bill forward Kieran and that Kieran O'Donnell in, and getting it uh, onto the floor of the doll and bringing it this far because as, as you and I know, Joe, from monitoring this closely as Morris has been over the last number of years, it's been painfully slow to come forward. So to welcome the work that he's done in, in, in that regard. But really, it's a bill that's almost all about the setting up of the office and running of the election and has precious little detail um, uh, clarified for us on what the relationships between the new the new people who will be in charge will what that really looks like and it doesn't unfortunately bring any additional powers that we would have liked to have seen coming through do you believe then that it's a classic case of putting the cart before the horse the process rather than the powers outlined. I think they had to give good consideration to the process and get that right and and it looks like they've you know, in, in the round they may have done that but they haven't you know they're they focused on establishing the office without making the office meaningful, to my mind. And, you know, what we want to know is... And, and just to be key, be, be clear, it, it's Mars point about all of the committees and all of the work that was done by the implementation body. Are you saying that, you know, looking at it slightly independently of the political process, that you haven't seen those come through to the bill? True, and I, I, I was on the implementation advisory group, and I, and I gave evidence to the committee that produced the report on what recommendations you know they'd like to see um, enhanced within within the, the the office. So the question still remains: Is this going to be a person who can make meaningful change in our lives in Limerick? Uh, the biggest issues uh, that we see from a business community perspective are housing, housing and public transport. You know, you know, when I think about um, economic stability for Limerick and the region um, and I think about ability to grow the the reality is in the country the the place that solves worker housing first is the place that's going to grow 
next and and with the you know with most impact over the next so, so what are years. the key powers that aren't there that were being pushed for well to our mind um and we will be coming forward with um uh, recommendations and be pressing for some amendments and we'll be talking to all of the political parties um about this in the coming weeks but housing is a huge one Policing, you know, these are the issues. Public, you know, antisocial behaviour and public safety—they're the issues that that are that people are talking about. Health and public transport. So the, there are no apparent powers, decision-making powers, or directional powers for the new office in those areas, and those are the areas that we believe will have the most impact. Does that mean I come back to you in a second, Morris? That we could potentially have the worst of all worlds here—that we could end up with a role, a position, paying for it but that that role isn't any different to the other roles that already exist in local government. Well, it it really is unclear what the relationship between the directly elected mayor and the new DG is. Director General of, you know, the, so the current CEO becomes a Director General role. Correct, yeah. So we need a bit more clarity around that. Um, is the DEM simply an enhanced ceremonial role? The person who's pushed out to cut ribbons and kiss babies? Or is the DEM actually going to have the ability to direct the DG and the directors of service within the local authority to deliver on what they've been elected to do? Yeah, because to, to be fair to current councillors, you know, there there are roles attached to the 12-month mayoralty and, and there's certainly a, a big ceremonial role there already, Morris. Uh, is, is there a prospect of getting change through... Or are we going to see the most bizarre election process ever? I think that's the fundamental question. I think the government have to listen to what not just ourselves are saying, but everybody's saying this, like uh, the amount of people who've been contacting me since they heard that debate the other day about um, the lack of uh, what they see perceive as power. And uh, I want to remind people that this was only passed, um, barely passed in American fairness. It wasn't a huge majority. We need to convince the people who didn't vote for this that this is a good thing to do as well. And we're not doing that by not by doing what some of them, what the fears some of them did have already. It's we're spending money on what would be, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, would be just a ceremony in the mayor because I genuinely do believe if we get this right, it would be a driver for not just economic growth across the city, for housing, for policing, for health, for everything. You'll have a, a person in charge of the whole county who would be responsible to the people. And, you know, we'll listen to the people and get things done. And I believe it will drive not just Limerick, but the Midwest region. Is there a prospect, unless you see the amendments that you're looking for, that Sinn Féin will not run a candidate for this role? Um, well, I don't want to answer that yet because it is our intention to run in every every election that's coming up. You know, that we're, we're the lead party, we're the most popular party according to the polls and we were the most party in the last election in 2020 it would be remiss of us not to put a candidate forward um, but we will look at the legislation I mean I have to say personally I'm very disappointed with the legislation it doesn't deliver what we were looking for or anywhere near to what we were looking for and the concern I have is people who didn't want this in the first place would grow in numbers Okay Should this entire process be paused? I mean what is the point in putting legislation on the books and running an election expensively and asking listeners to this show to vote for candidates who do not have the powers that were promised in the referendum. I don't think we should pause it because it's taken us long enough to get to where we are and we need to, now that we've finally got focus on it, we need to drive it forward. We need to be more ambitious for it and we need to push for the devolution of powers. And remember, we're not talking about 
creating a republic of Limerick. We're not talking about letting Limerick off to, to do whatever it wants and go mad in the country. The the mayor and the county and the councillors will have to still adhere to national policy. We're talking about uh, the, the powers that be in the various offices and agencies in Dublin letting go. Letting go of Limerick's hand, as one of, one of the contributors to the debate last Wednesday said, allow Limerick within the envelope that currently exists for money that's going to be spent in transport in Limerick, in health in Limerick, in policing in Limerick, allow Limerick to elect a person who they trust to put to make the right decisions for how that money should be spent. Oh. And if the person gets it wrong, they'll face the public yeah. and they will lose their job. Good. It's a very important point and also look I wouldn't be in favour of pausing it either I think we can amend it later on if, if we get things and the way it's looking at the moment we will get things wrong with this if we don't get the additional powers at committee stage now this bill will go to committee I understand there's an opportunity for government and opposition to put in amendments hopefully 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 some of them will be accepted. But there's a review mechanism in the bill as well where we review what the mayor is doing in three years' time. We wanted to reduce that to two years' time to give it a chance for the next okay. mayor after that to, to do it up. All right, all right. Uh, look, yeah, we're, uh, look, we're, we're, we're we've, been, we've been very committed on the Limerick Today show because we're conscious that because it's Limerick, unfortunately, <laughs> the national media have not been focusing on this despite the fact that Dublin could soon follow um, and you know, it would be a template for it. So we will continue to do that and we want to hear the various voices here and thank you uh, very much to D. Ryan, CEO of Limerick Chamber and Sinn Féin Deputy Morris Quinlevin here in Limerick City for joining us. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.